It's time for the Security Token Show. We're here to bring you the latest and greatest in security token news. Coming from across the globe to your living room. And delivering all the latest STOs and getting you up to date on what's happening in the market. So what are you waiting for? Let's get on with the show. And welcome back to this week's episode of the Security Token Show. I'm your host, Kyle Sondland, joined as always by Herway Konings. And we are here for another episode of tokenized assets, securities, investment banking, everything on the blockchain. And we have quite a great episode coming up. We're going to be detailing the top five headlines going on and finishing with a main topic on the Success Network, the largest tokenization networking community in the industry. If you're not a part of it and member already, you got to listen to the episode and check out what you're missing out on. Folks, welcome. Good to be here, Kyle. Good to be in the studio. We've got an amazing week of news. I am so excited to get into it. Just, it was one of those weeks where it was like, wow, we have to really make some tough calls about what we're going to cover. Uh, so we're going to get right into it. Let's head over to the top five. And starting off our top five this week, you've got to know, number five, it's Rialto. Rialto is a known ATS here in the United States offering security token primary services as well as secondary and they've announced a $5 million rank CF offering coming to their platform by CCG, which is all about real estate ownership for individuals. So love that, of course, uh, Kyle, bringing real estate to the masses through Rialto. Awesome news. Unfortunately, they didn't note tokenization in the press release, so our fingers are still crossed that they're working on chain. And in number four, the SEC continues its hunt against crypto, this time in the Bitfinex lawsuit. They, they were coming after Bitfinex for being an unregistered securities issuer and broker. And they note a few key cryptocurrencies that they think are securities, including Algorand, as well as Dash. Dash is specifically because the investor intentions and assumptions of the growth being a key factor, aligning that with a token sale and promoting a token sale was a piece of the argument for the SEC, as well as with Algorand, specifically noting setting price floors for the commodity, as well as promoting the sales and having the assumption of growth of the blockchain representing a growth in the price of the underlying cryptocurrencies. So the SEC coming in hot foreshadowing as to potential future lawsuits. Who knows there? Number three, we've got SockGen over in France, one of the biggest banks in the world. Their foraging is one of the most active in the tokenization game, and they've now launched an AMF-approved Euro stable coin. It's called the EURCV, E-U-R for Euro, CV for Coinvertible. Mm. Uh, and it is now an alternative to, as we've seen in the very popular JPM coin uh, over here in the U.S., uh, and they're very excited. It's on Ethereum because uh, they seem to have favored Ethereum for a lot of their other projects as well. Uh, and the reason that they say they're doing this is because of the demand from their clients for on-chain settlement, Kyle. Yeah, and they're going to have daily transparency reports highlighting the underlying collateral, proving that they do have the collateral backing Pretty the pegged bold. asset. And I did want to note, Herwig, it's interesting because as far as I understand, this could be wrong, but just from our own research, this may be the first 
regulated stablecoin through that European digital asset framework. We've been covering this development over probably the last 12 months. Europe has been a very forward-thinking and innovative economic system and regulatory environment for issuers of digitally native assets. And they released the MICA framework, the Markets in Crypto Assets, M-I-C-A. And the MICA framework is the how this is compliant. It follows that regulation to a T. I think this is really cool and hopefully we'll see more adoption. Could be some sounds for European international arbitrage right there. Amen. And number two, we've got City India specifically launched and successfully transacted their first tokenized line of credit, specifically through the Contour blockchain platform. And they noted a 90% reduction in processing time for this letter of credit. 90%, folks, that is a huge benefit, and this is only going to further drive adoption of the technology. Say so it's the first one tokenized in India, specifically on the Contour platform. Very cool stuff. And the most important thing you gotta know right now happening in the space is there's a brand new ATS coming. Yes. Castle Placement. So Castle Placement, which uh, boasts over 60,000 institutional relationships and over 600,000 investors on their broker have put together an end-to-end -end platform to enable private primary and secondary trading of digital and tokenized securities across the board. They mentioned funds, they mentioned private companies. Uh, you're gonna see it all. Very excited to have yet another entrant ready to bring in more tokenization. Amazing news. The more brokers we can have to co-syndicate, the better to drive more adoption. And these guys are no joke. 64,000 institutions, 600,000 accredited, maybe one of the largest in the industry. Classic New York investment bank right there. And with that, let's get more on these institutional updates with Peter Gaffney. Welcome back to the institutional segment of the show. I'm Peter Gaffney, head of research at Security Token Advisors. We have been getting numerous questions around the distribution of tokenized products and security token offerings, of course. After all, money talks. And issuing a tokenized product still needs distribution channels that can successfully connect issuer to investor, a la the product itself. So very timely headline here is Castle Placement, which we're mentioning. The almost 15-year-old digital investment bank headquartered in New York City with distributed offices all over the states, announcing the launch of its SEC-approved alternative trading system, ATS. So the press release explicitly states that the CPGO ATS will support trading and liquidity of security tokens specifically, which, as we know, can be used to represent equity or debt interest in Reg CF, Reg D, and Reg A rounds. So this is potential to make a big splash in the distribution channels considering Castle has 600,000 accredited investors, which most of the Reg D deals are looking at, and almost 65,000 institutional investors and organizations onboarded. There's already a number of quality deals sitting on the sidelines evaluating the tokenization distribution network in the primary side. So moves and developments like this will be crucial all throughout 2023 to bring that capital officially onto the field. Major shout out to Richard Luftig and the whole Castle Placement team for this. Excited for our worlds to overlap a bit more. Shifting away from product syndication and over to transaction settlement, another new bank has thrown its hat in the ringer when it comes to tokenized deposits. And that whole question, the Bank of England. So banking represent representatives state that while stable coins are revolutionary from a payment side, it's extremely unlikely that any of the current offerings in the stablecoin world would meet the standards for robustness and uniformity that we currently apply to both uh, commercial bank money and to the existing payment systems. This is pretty much the gist of other banks, right? 
even here in the United States that we've been talking about. Tokenized deposits that overlay with the existing banking practices will have less baggage than stable coins in their existing digital twin mode, just a representative of the dollar. Rather, the bank even states that tokenized deposits may allow bank deposits to compete better than or better with non-bank money like stable coins within the digital assets ecosystem, which is a key theme. So there's multiple levels to this, wholesale and retail. And my personal thoughts are that tokenized deposits will probably be tested first at the wholesale level between banks themselves, because that's where most of this tokenization infrastructure work is being done. Think about the banking bond platforms and the repo systems, right? That we've been talking about all 2023. Lastly, on a similar note, City India executed its first blockchain-based letter of credit on the Contour network on behalf of its client, Cummins. So Contour is a trade finance platform, another great idea we're hearing a lot about. Trade finance platform built on R3's quarter private blockchain and consists currently of 17 major banks, including HSBC, DBS, and ING. Platforms designed to streamline the high volume and relatively dispersed nature of trade finance and the underlying agreements that actually govern the process via a blockchain ledger. So Citi is an investor in Contour, also an investor in BondBlocks, who is doing a similar uh, service, but for fractional bond issuances, right? So that's all from me for today. A lot of exciting developments here, uh, all playing into the recurring themes of product distribution and stablecoin substitutes that we've been touting and talking about heavily in the STA success network. And of course, some extra love for private blockchain use cases. Now, let's see what Sam Sachs has in store for the general markets. Hello and happy Monday. Even with the macro crypto markets struggling to hold on to their lower level supports, the security token market has held above the $16.4 billion mark. Capital Placement, a private capital investment bank, announced that it launched its SEC-registered ATS for private equity and debt securities on its CPGO platform. This is a transformational event for capital placement that will have a significant impact across the financial services sector. The ability to facilitate the purchase and sale of private securities on this new platform will provide enhanced liquidity to capital placement clients and increase access to investment opportunities across a broad range of securities. These include but aren't limited to Reg A, Reg CF, Reg D, LP interest, security tokens, NFTs, and corporate currency. In other news, the USPC announced their new security token that allows users to access tokenized income-producing assets. By providing opportunities in a traditionally conservative asset class, USPC aims to make investment opportunities more accessible for everybody. And Society Generale's subsidiary launches Europeg stablecoin on the Ethereum blockchain. The EUCV Stablecoin is only available to institutional qualified investors onboarded through its KYC and AML procedures. But the stablecoin is designed to bridge the gap between traditional capital markets and the digital asset ecosystem. SG Forge decided to launch a digital asset in response to the growing demand for a new settlement asset for on-chain transactions. Other benefits of the stablecoin include the activation of new solutions for corporate treasury, cash management, and cash pooling activities, as well as on-chain liquidity funding and refinancing solutions. And finally, Minnesota-based real estate business development firm CCG has become the latest company to utilize Rialto Markets FINRA member broker-dealer technology to maximize the success of its capital raise. Rialto Markets will act as the, as the broker-dealer for consumer cooperative groups $5 million regulation CF, or Reg CF, offering powered by Rialto Markets primary technology. 
That's all for now, but have an amazing rest of your week and I'll see you next Monday. All right, so for the main topic for episode 185, we're here talking about the importance of building communities, specifically the Security Token Advisor Success Network, because as we've realized, the reality of launching a tokenization project is that it's really difficult. You need to not only bring together a high quality asset that's properly valued and structured, you then need to layer in the fact that you've got a lot of vendors in between and coordinate with legal and tech and marketing and, and broker dealers and all these different pieces. And then of course you have to have to solve the distribution channels, which as we've seen in the industry is easier said than done. Getting people to actually invest in your deal, even if you've got a good one, can be pretty complicated. And so instead of having companies trying to do it all themselves, we figured the best way to really drive adoption of the industry is to actually tie those pieces together and create those catalyst points for in innovation to actually happen. Kerwin, you want to walk us through a little bit about the, the origins? A quick uh, origin story actually is that we are a consulting firm, security Sorry, advisors. So for those of you who are listening for the first time or, or watching this for the first time and didn't know, we actually started as consultants. Uh, it was my first deal as early as 2017, helping other issuers and even broker-dealers, service providers, blockchains, and others figure out how does this technology work and how does it integrate with their strategy and how can they execute on that? Uh, and so we've seen an immense growth in tokenization, Kyle, in the last few years, uh, and our team is unable to scale with that. We've had the pleasure of serving really incredible clients now, but unfortunately, there's so much of Peter to go around, mm. there's always so much of the rest of the team to go around. Uh, and ultimately, uh, what we were trying to figure out was how can we take something that we're doing on sort of one-to-one -one basis and be able to serve many? And that's how the STA Success Network was born. We figured we'd create a digital platform comprised really of three things. A valuable network that you can tap into for tokenization, intelligence so that you can stay plugged in and learn, and last but not least, the tools so that you can go ahead and execute on whatever it is you're seeking to achieve within the industry. Absolutely right. I think that that's paramount. And I want to dive into each one of those three core tenants here to help people really understand what's going on. So first off, the network. Who's a part of this? Who's going on? What are they doing together? Talk talk about who's already a part of it. We were in early access for a couple of weeks, but we officially launched last week. Uh, and we have over 100 members across pretty much every industry you can think of, right? Asset managers, investment banks, broker dealers, hedge funds, uh, individual investors, issuers uh, across all asset types, really. We got XY Labs, we got Fairchild Acquisition for Real Estate, we got Freeport, the most recently approved Reg A Plus offering that was one of our clients. We've also got all of the major service providers too, right, Kyle? Securitized, T0, uh, Rialto, uh, Oasis Pro Markets, and many of the other brokers that are in there as well. Tokeny, DigiShares, a lot of the issuance platforms as well. Uh, as well as the lawyers, Kyle. Mm. Very important people uh, that it's worth mentioning. That Can't do it without them. Sosno Associates, Zuber Lawler, Winston, they're all in there uh, and many others to also learn and potentially participate in the network. And I think everybody knows the value of network effects, Kyle. Sure. So the ability that our platform allows you to take advantage of this network is to reach out to anybody, follow what they're doing within the network, send them a message so that you can connect offline. Uh, because the point of this is to create what I think is a safe space for the industry to connect as opposed to maybe the fogginess of LinkedIn and Twitter. Right, so it's like a private LinkedIn that's yeah. only for the people that are trying to get deals done. So 
However, I think when the network, it's, it's only as good as the actual catalyst points of where that network can combine with each other, collide, and actually have those touch points. So you mentioned intelligence. We also know some great events that have been going on. Walk us through what you're getting as a, a part of this membership. Yeah, what's drawing you in to be a member other yeah. than, of course, connection. Well, exactly. Uh, um, it is absolutely, I think, the most important thing is the intelligence. I'm gonna sum it up into really three parts. The first is a weekly email. You don't always have 20 minutes to watch every week what's going on in the show. And I'll tell you what, we aren't able to cover everything yeah, on the show. Shut things out. Uh, exactly. So we make a very nice digest every Monday, top of your inbox that covers everything happening in the industry, all of the latest headlines, insights from Peter and myself, uh, and of course, updates from the membership, upcoming events and webinars that are happening in the space, and everything else that you really want to know to stay plugged in. Okay. Number, Number two. two. The resource library, Kyle. Mm. We've probably created thousands of pages worth of uh, hundreds of documents for our clients in the past across all these different topics. Uh, and so a lot of them can be repurposed and reformatted so that it can be a little understanding for anybody to at least get a foundation, right? Custodial models, how to transfer agents work, how does the blockchain components work? You know, how do you do lending on chain? A lot of these different case studies, guides, reports to help you understand and apply this technology in whatever fashion that you're looking to do it. Uh, as well as, of course, recordings of everything we've done in the past and an archive of all of our email history. And then last but not least, uh, I think the events uh, is worth mentioning. The events are weekly, probably three to four, if not more, every week where you got ability to tap in with the team, the ability to learn from panels. We've got a series twice a month with Mark Powers, former SEC enforcement chief, now FIU law professor on the blockchain. Uh, and he does an insight on cases this week. I got to learn, Kyle, or last week, sorry, uh, that actually... Uh, there's a DAO, BZX DAO, that was sued because they had a $55 million hack. Turns out the judge decided that the form of the structure of the DAO felt that it was the form of a general partnership, and therefore every DAO token holder was a member and partner in the firm, therefore a defendant, therefore if you happen to own a token, regardless of your involvement uh, within the DAO, you are now subject to that liability of that fifty-five million uh, thing. So all out tokens are LBs. That's a crazy. He dropped the mic on that. That's what he's going to be doing all the time. Our goal is to bring in experts like this. You can pick your ways too. Of course, is that valuable? We know how expensive those lawyers can be. Yeah, they can be. And we have networking events too. So and we have the opportunity for all to connect. So that's the intelligence to keep you plugged in. That's really what I think the biggest value is to make yeah. sure that the industry is getting the best practices and understanding to immediately adopt. Yeah, those do-it-yourself resources and guide to actually tokenizing the things you need to be conscious of, cognizant of. You're, you're not going to get more value. And as we say a lot of times, even just paying a lawyer, a lot of times with, with, in this industry with how new this stuff is, you're you're paying the lawyer to learn alongside you. So even just having the guidelines and the materials to then be able to fact check with your own counsel could save tens or hundreds of thousands in legal fees way, way more money than just a, a small membership fee. Finally, Erwig, we've got some tools and, and options for, for really people trying to get more actively involved. What, what are those? Again, it's all in one beautiful, easy to use platform. Uh, and we 
built in a lot of tools like, for example, we will also have office hours. So you can actually check in with myself or members of the team and ask them questions. Uh, even Kyle will be hosting something of his own. We're gonna be launching um, what I call a token tracker, uh, but essentially a DIY tool, uh, basically like a, a way to know, okay, have I picked my exemption or my perfect route? Do I now have the right vendor in place? Which blockchain? A way to kind of slowly guide you to doing a security token offering. We of course have our vendor uh, directory, Kyle. So the members of our partner network uh, have the ability to show off a page so that you can actually get familiar with uh, their services, their broker services, their technology services, their legal services. We've got every vendor type that you'll need in there so that you can find, again, the right partners. And some of them are even offering discounts to members. Uh, so you can actually save on the on the face value. Uh, and maybe one that you might think is, is the most useful, Kyle, is publishing a syndication. So we've partnered up with STM, uh, and you as a member of the SC Success Network automatically uh, have the ability to become a contributor. So you can submit thought leadership, announcements about your offerings or your platform uh, and other related content. And it'll you know, should be approved by the STM editorial team. So you can get that live to our thousands of readers on stm.co. Uh, so I think uh, uh, on top of that, we're always going to be trying to come up with amazing benefits and tools for our members. How to be bold, check it out, learn more. Success.securitytokenadvisors.com or you can just go directly to securitytokenadvisors.com. Links in the description here as well. We've got a special promo running through the end of May uh, where you can actually get 50% off the founding membership. Uh, it's at $9.99. Uh, a month. Uh, so check it out if you're interested and uh, hopefully you'll join us. There's a lot of great activity going on. In there. Hit Herwig up, hit me up. Let me know if you have any questions. And Herwig, I think with that, we can go into our companies of the week. Let's do it. And to close out our show this week, we're talking companies of the week. These are two businesses that Herwig and I wanted to highlight for doing some amazing things in the industry, as well as giving them a vote in the running for company of the year, which we'll decide at the end of the year. We're, what, four or five months in now, so we've got a, a healthy roster of votes already. But this week is a new week, Herwig. Who is yours? I've got a new entrant. Oh, first time because they are first time in the industry. Welcome to the security token game, Floin. Floin is uh, based that's F-L-O-I-N, based out of Liechtenstein. Um, they are a VASP, a virtual asset service provider by the FMA. That's you know the SEC equivalent over there. Uh, and they have announced a whole platform to be able to do both crypto. Uh, buying, but also security tokens and derivatives, which nice. I think is super, super cool. Um, they've done all the work in order to try and make a platform that pretty much allows you to manage all your digital assets, whether it's crypto, whether it's, you know, real estate tokens, whether it's, you know, derivative products, you'll be able to have that all in your wallet, completely on a blockchain-based system that they've built. Uh, so that is, you know, just preaching the game of tokenization right there. Absolutely love to see another entrant. So congratulations, Floyd. Uh, hope to see you do big things. That's very cool. I love the derivatives angle. I don't think we have anything like it in the space thus far and could be a key thing holding back derivatives products as investors can't properly hedge. So shout out to Floyd for doing some cool stuff. What do you got, Cal? This week, I also have a first-time winner. They just happen to be our biggest highlight news of the week. That is Castle Placements. They are the newest ETS to join the security token industry. They are also doing traditional securities as well, which makes sense because that's their 
where they came from. Business practice, that's where they came from. But they do have a focus on security tokens. They do mention NFTs as well, but we're gonna leave that to the side. And the reason why not only are they getting into the industry, which gets me excited, but they have 600,000 accredited investors in their platform, as well as over 60,000 qualified institutions that they work with. So this is a deep book of investors. And this is something I think the industry desperately needs. A lot of our brokers and ATSs, while we love them, are still trying to get their feet on the ground. And as we know, from the broker side of the businesses, it's hard to be a startup broker. One of those things that takes a long time to build trust with your investor networks. It seems like Castle already comes in with some of those relationships in place, meaning hopefully they should hit the ground running. It's a natural choice, Kyle. It's hard not to give it to them. They are a big new player to the game. So happy to see that, folks, that we're going to continue to see more solutions for server, for issuers uh, to be able to tokenize and find liquidity in some form, or in this case, also raise capital uh, between either solution. So really great to see more players, Kyle. And I think that's it. We can wrap up our show. If you have questions or feedback, of course, please reach out to us. We're on social media, LinkedIn, Twitter. Of course, we have stm.co where you can find all of the latest security token data, news, and what's happening. Uh, and of course, we have the security token show live ever, not live, but on the mornings of Monday every week. So hopefully we'll catch you again uh, and meanwhile, happy tokenizing. Thank you.